I said, Grandpa wants this picture here. It's all black and white. And it ain't real clear as at you there. He said, yeah, I was a lover. Times were tough back in 35. That's me and Uncle Joe just trying to survive a cotton farm. Great Depression If it looks like we were scared to death Like a couple of kids just trying to save each other You should have seen it in color All right, welcome back, New River Valley. This is Mark Tapp with Keith Weltons, and you're listening to Am Hodgepodge. Yeah, yeah, we're back. We're on our second segment. Our first segment, we normally do the beer of a ball, but we're going to do that here in the second segment. I didn't want to go over maybe um, a little bit more uh, on some generalized things. I know that this is, as I said before, this is the unofficial start of summer weekend. And so we were kind of talking at the office before we came in about our schedules. And you in particular had mentioned that you kind of swing by the uh, seat of your pants a little bit when it comes towards vacation scheduling. Mm -hmm. I've actually moved a little bit more towards that in the last couple of years where I like to take smaller ones kind of last minute as opposed to uh, one larger one that you look forward to. And then it's kind of a letdown uh, afterwards. You know, it's like, well, then you have the whole summer or whatever it is to either look forward to it and then it's over or it's at the beginning of the summer and then it feels like there's nothing to look forward to. But you had said that you had um, considered, and I think you said that you guys did book already uh, cruises. You're going to go on a cruise. Yep. And you're going to go to Bermuda, you said. Yep. Yeah. So that's where my wife and I went for our honeymoon was to Bermuda. And so it's the only cruise that I have been on, and it was for my wedding. Yeah. Now, what made you choose Bermuda? My wife. Oh, that's good. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, if you had to choose a cruise. Well, so I, I think we've probably talked about this on the air. We we actually chose to go. My mother-in-law actually booked it for us. It was the Alaska. Four one. years ago. Yeah, because uh, see, Alaska is where I wanted to go for my yeah. wedding. My wife wanted to go someplace warm. So Bermuda was selected. And I don't regret the Bermuda. You still haven't done the Alaska. Yeah. We had uh, all kinds of, you know, every year all kinds of weird things came up that pushed it back, pushed it back, including COVID. Uh, and well, we all finally just gave up. And uh, well, not everyone. Some of them just went. Some of them found a way to get there. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. They, went, they went a week early. Yeah. Right. And so they didn't have the weather that we had right. that canceled our flight. And. If you know anything about cruises, if you don't get to the dock in time, you're, they're not going to hold up. Correct. Yep. So that was that was one year that we didn't make it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, this is going to be my first cruise. I, you know, historically, I've never really had any inclination mm-hmm. to be on a cruise boat. Yeah. I, I like my, my vacations. And I say this, and I actually uh, – I live a little a little differently. I I like my vacations to be more of an action packed activity type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I the, some of the best vacations I've ever had uh, were 
Nothing. Or on a houseboat. Yeah. Where you're just stuck. Yeah. And now you can swim and boat and right. fish. And I love doing all that, but but you're stuck. Yeah. <laughs> and those are awesome because you don't have to do any planning. All the planning is done before the trip. Right. So when you're there, it's just, okay, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And so I can kind of see that that might be the case on the cruise. Yeah. And I'm just going to have fun. Yeah, you know, you're going to eat too. I'm hoping they have one of those uh, wave things where you can What surf. brand are you going on? I, I believe it is Carnival. I believe it's Carnival. Okay. Yeah, because you have so. Carnival and then you've got um, Royal, Royal Caribbean. Royal Caribbean. Yeah, yeah, we did Royal Caribbean. So I'd be curious to see how your experience was yeah. on I'm that. I'm going to go find the frat guys and hang out. That's right. Okay, so now everyone is going to enjoy this Memorial Day weekend, and this is, as I said, the unofficial kickoff to summer, and this is where people start to have their travel plans, and sometimes, and like for our, our, our sake here, part of our plans are sports-related, in particular baseball. So with that being said, we're going to talk a little bit about this during Ball Over Beer. Okay, so... uh. We've talked about the importance of beer sales and advertising, marketing, all that yeah. to sports, right? Yeah. We've talked about uh, roughly $58 billion is spent on advertising in the last 10 years for sports. And, of course, it's the Budweiser, it's the Heinekens, and it's everything else. And they're, they're, they're advertising not only at the stadiums, but to the mass market through their advertising campaigns. Uh-huh. So they'll say the official beer of, or, um, but in some shape or form, they're not hiding or shying away from sports. But there's another person involved in this delivery at events, and it's actually the, what was typically called the beer man. Yeah. The guy carrying, in a lot of cases, girls, carrying the actual beer. So the, t- the term beer vendor, the guy mm-hmm. that's like beer man. Yeah, beer man, beer man, right? Get beer here. That's exactly right. Yeah. Okay, so my question to you is this. What do you think the average beer man makes per hour? Wow. Because, by the way, they have to buy those beers. They have to buy their license. And then they sell that beer. Mm. So when they sell it for eight, they are actually buying it from the stadium and then selling it for, for eight. Yeah. And they collect their their independent contractors. So what do you think their average take per hour is? Wow. That is a good question. Mm. Uh, at a baseball game. Uh, yeah, at average. a baseball game. So uh, Major League. Mm. Per hour. Tickety talk. Uh-huh. That's a good question. I'm gonna say it's at least their profit. Their yeah, their profit is at least. I saw you look trying to look. At least five hundred dollars an hour. No, no. Am I way high? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So the average bucks an hour. Yeah, the average beer vendor mm-hmm. um, can make anywhere from forty six fifty to one hundred and thirty five dollars per hour. That surprises me. Yeah, depending on which location they're servicing. So if they're servicing the, the, the better locations, mm-hmm. and there can be up to 120 vendors, beer vendors, per baseball game. So that will break it down, right? So there's not a lot of share. So if you have 20,000 people in there, mm-hmm. uh, you break that down per 
beer vendor, you got what ninety yeah. some per yeah. person. I hadn't thought about that. And not every one of them is going to drink a, a, a beer. Yeah. So plus all the trips back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. All right. So. The better locations can make up to $135 per hour, and the smaller ones, it's closer to that 45 to 46 And seniority plays a role in that. So those contractors, unless they're contracted directly by the stadium, which mm-hmm. is rare, mm-hmm. those contractors themselves, it's a seniority, and they actually have colored tags that will show the level of seniority, yeah. and they get to choose first. And then they go from there. So if you had to choose, do you think the best place is out in the stands where we were talking about the food fights yeah. with the hot dogs last week? Yeah. Or do you think it's behind home plate in the shade where you've got uh, those seats are typically always full? Yeah. Because they're uh, year-round uh, ticket holders. Do you think it's better behind home plate? Or do you think it's better in the cheap seats? I gotta say the cheap seats. It's not. It is behind home plate. I figured I'd plate. just be consistent. Yeah. At all. It's behind home plate. What's the number one reason that the um, worker determines it's better behind home plate? So I don't, I guess I don't understand the question. Why does the um, beer vendor choose behind home plate versus out? In let's say the cheap seats where they're drinking lots of beer. Well, I mean, the, the reason you would choose it is because you know that it's better. Yeah, right? but but why? Why? Why, why have better? they identified it as better? Um. Well, so part of it you said is because it's always full. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess so. I that, you know, it's their like, number one it's thing like charity. You know, you, you always. Uh, uh, lower income people tend to be more charitable than yeah, income, correct, correct. Right? So that's what you think. So that's what I was thinking. But I guess um, I w- I would think number one that the beer is more expensive behind home plate, so the tips are bigger. Um, but but number two, you've got uh, wealthier people. It's familiarity. Hmm. So what you're saying is is that you've got the same beer guy and the same fan. Game in, game out, so the fan feels obligated to give the beer guy more money. Correct. Mm. That is interesting. It's familiarity. And because of familiarity, and you're going to find this out on your cruise, and this is where I'm going to tie it in, (laughs) you just wait. When they say to you, good morning, Mr. Mop, another Jamaican Cusa or whatever, they're going to call you every day by your name. Yeah. And and it's on and on. By the way, you don't tip until the end, and you're going to remember, dang it. They got my they got my drink order right. They got my food order right. They kept calling my na- my name. They knew what when I went, was going to go into the water. They knew what to, they're going to know everything. Yeah, and so they're going to you're going to see it, and you're going to go. That's the magic of the of the cruise. No different than when you go to Disney. But so it's the familiarity yeah. component of it. Man, you did another great ball over beer. Yeah, and I missed. Again. Yeah. One of the biggest reasons for not the outfield that they said is not because of scarcity of people. It's the fact that 58% of those individuals tend to tailgate before they come in, (laughs) which Hmm. is the reason why they're willing to buy the hot dogs Mm -hmm. and have Mm -hmm. the food fight. So 58% of the people in the cheap seats tend to tailgate before yeah. an event, whereas the individuals behind home plate 
typically come. They come every game. Buy their food. They do not tailgate 81 times during a baseball season. Yeah. They show up. Huh. There you go. That was good. Yeah. So so when you sort of found this, Mm -hmm. did you think, I wonder – about the beer guy I first. Did. I did. And then you went and searched it. Yeah, once you start to read through it, then you look to the next level and to the next level. And then next thing, you can go a wormhole forever and ever and ever and ever. But it is interesting to get the beer man's thoughts. Yeah. Would you ever do that? Beer vendor? I've actually always beer man. always wanted to, to do that. Yeah. But I also... So that's a high-pressure job. It is. I also wanted to do a morning show <laughs> uh, first segment uh, for uh, three hours one time too, yeah. and I did it the one time. So, <laughs> so, so beer man is on the bucket list. Correct. Yeah, exactly right. I'm pre- I'm prepping that for that right now. The, I don't think. Well, they kind of have they have more beer girls over at uh, Pulaski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you could technically maybe sign up for a day and be the beer man at. At Pulaski. Yeah, I would be the beer man. Would you want to do a Pulaski venue or would you yeah, rather anyone do, is fine. Uh, like a Yankees. Anyone is yeah. fine. Okay. It'd be fun. It'd be fun. Maybe I can actually throw out that request and see what happens. All right. So with that being said, we'll go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, there'll be a couple more segments. You're listening to AM Hodgepodge. American girls and American guys will always stand up and salute. We'll always Recognize when we see old glory flying There's a lot of men dead So we can sleep in peace at night When we lay down our heads My daddy served in the army We lost his right eye But he flew a flag out in our yard Till the day that he died He wanted my mother my brother, my sister, and me to grow up and live happy in the land of the free. Now this nation that 